Hey folks, I'm Michelle. And I'm LaShawn. Welcome to Complex Perspectives, where we talk about stigmatic topics in an open and healthy way. We want our listeners to experience a dialogue that shows how to accept differences and have respectful disagreements while spreading love and positivity at the same time. We are wives, mamas, social workers, entrepreneurs, and healers. Plus, <laughs> we cousins! <laughs> so grab your coffee, tea, water, or adult beverage and join us on the combo. Tune in and enjoy. Hey, cousin. Hey, girl. Girl. Okay. What are we, what are we talking about today? Who child. I've heard through the grapevine that we should talk about marriage. Wait a minute. Okay. That is a deep topic. Like, like, what a, that's probably like a whole podcast series in itself. Like 53 episodes. Right. And counting. So what about marriage are we talking about? Well, I think that... It's only right if we start this with a disclosure. Okay. My disclosure is this, and you can add on to it if you feel the need. Um, my disclosure is this, though. Listen up, y'all. <laughs> Don't come in here thinking <laughs> that all millennial marriages are the same. Oh. Because we ain't. Yeah, that, yeah. That's, yeah. So then, that just girl that just threw me out because that's true yeah so should we start from the beginning maybe i think that would be good yeah uh, okay let me let me get let me get like, my let me get my patience hat on because i gotta be patient talking we, about the beginning we're going like beginning beginning oh so we are we doing we doing the whole thing Ew. okay all right y'all. this about to get spicy i feel it in my bones okay well let's do it then so, all right how did how did you meet your spouse and if you want to like say then say his name again I'm married to Marcus. Hey, Marcus. Hey, cousin. Hey, boo. Marcus. Marcus, <laughs> darling. <laughs> um, yeah, I'm married to Marcus, and we met at Kirtland Community College, mm -hmm. where he was playing basketball. Mm -hmm. um, I had just come home from the military, and we had a class together, and truth is he don't hate me for exposing him like this but truth is i felt bad for marcus so when i saw Marcus, i walked in the class and i saw marcus sitting at his computer and he had the nappiest matted dirty needed to be washed looking braids in his head child <laughs> And I just remember thinking to myself, that boy need his hair done. <laughs> like, so that's what caught that's what caught your attention. It was like he didn't have my attention. I just wanted somebody to help him out. <laughs> Girl. I just wanted somebody to help him out. Okay, so but, you met in class. Well, I don't even think we spoke that day. Oh, okay. Okay. Um, I think that was just the first time that I acknowledged him. Oh, gotcha. Okay. Um, I later found out, like, once we started dating, that he had like noticed me before then. That's how it usually happens. Um, <laughs> but yeah, that was the first time I had seen him and like acknowledged, you know, his mm -hmm. presence. Mm -hmm. But we were having a discussion in class one day, and. I don't even remember what the discussion was about, but he sat across from me at the table and he asked me a question mm -hmm. during the discussion. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, we chatted about that or whatever. I think it was one of those introduction things. Mm. Um, and we chatted about that or whatever. Oops. And then later he asked me um, if I knew how to braid. 
And I was like, yes, I do. Thanks for asking. <laughs> I'm glad you asked. <laughs> yes, I do. And he was like, do you think you could braid my hair? And I like, look, I felt so bad for him. I told him, I said, just give me $20 and I will come to you. Right. <laughs> okay. So that was what happened. I went, okay. I braided his hair. We watched movies while I braided his hair. And like, that was literally like, we were like, tight like mm. stuck like glue yeah. every day after that That's we didn't get into a relationship until later yeah but like it was just like from that day that i braided his hair we were like tight so y'all built a friendship oh yeah mm. oh yeah That's dope. what about you and my uh, cousin okay so i guess we're gonna have to tell our listeners how you're my cousin <laughs> <laughs> so every time we go out they're like oh wait so how like what side of the family like who, who's auntie is the, like who, like how y'all related we're not blood related y'all Lashawn is my husband's cousin i just stole her from him period because <laughs> what do you need me for you know what i'm saying like i need you more in my life than he does so he'll be all right <laughs> but so i met tyrone in high school probably like in 2008 Okay. He so his godson was one of my very very close friends, um, ch- child. So oh. Taina's baby. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Why didn't I know this? Mm-hmm. Okay. So for listen for our listeners, um, Taina is one of my homegirls from um high school. Hey Ty, and she would always bring Tyrone around, and the guy that she dated at the time was best friends with Tyrone at the time. So anytime we got our little high school crew together, you know, they were just around. Yeah. And later on in college and all that kind of stuff, Tyrone was always just the one that came around. And at the time we called him just truck. That was it. Yeah. He was the guy that was just flat out funny. All the time. Because he's a whole clown. Like when I tell you, like you leave wondering like, do we, do we do some sit-ups while we're there? Because my stomach hurts because I'm laughing so hard. And I was just like, oh, this feels good. Like, he didn't, it wasn't ingenuine. It wasn't, he was just a funny guy and still is. is. He is a whole clown. And we probably, and and if he tell the story, it's going to be like, oh, girl, I fell in love with you on the first day I saw you. And I'll be like, okay. I'm like, we married already. You ain't got a lot to kick it. (laughs) (laughs) So how did you know he was the one girl and look so this is another story that we always differ on how we say say it so basically for his 24th birthday he had a big party at the casino and as always as per usual i'm running late right <laughs> so the party was over at two i probably get to the casino around like 1 15 you horrible B- terrible girl it was just bad i was just like oh no sense of time no concept of like where i'm at all of that kind of bull and so i'm walking into the casino and all of a sudden like alicia like well, our friend alicia she was like we gotta go truck is in a fight right now i'm like what like truck like truck what are you talking about we get girl we get on an elevator our listeners probably like how did you know he was the one by this fight story y'all will see so basically like we we get on the elevator and i don't know how they fight on the elevator i don't know how we get on the other other elevator and make it down but for them but we did so it's like all you hear is ding and the doors open and tyrone and this guy are in there fighting like apparently the guy was like you know tyrone is very protective over his brothers the guy was trying to get into a fight with his younger brother and basically Tyrone was not having that basically. So 
he gets off the he gets off the elevator and they're still fighting and the, the security or whoever manages to like pull them apart. He was not calming down worth a damn. Like he was not calming down at all. I walk over to him. I grab his face and I say, you are better than this. What are you doing? He completely calms down. He completely chills. And that's that. Right. Then later on throughout that night, he went back home and his mom was like, don't you leave out this house again? Like, you know, like I, I need you here. I don't want anything to happen to you. And he was just like, all right, cool. That's that's cool. Danny and all, but I'm gone. Like I, I'm about to go meet up with Michelle. We go to Coney Island, get some food, and we go back to a different casino. Like, because that's at that time of the night, most places are closed unless like Coney Island or whatever. Yeah. So we went back to another casino and we just talked for the whole night. And <laughs> he had been trying to date me for a while, um, just on and off, like through our like college years or whatever. And he was like, please just give me a chance. I promise I would like change your life around. And I promise I will, I'm the person that you want in your life and I'm you're the person that I want in my life and as he said that like you know when you sit in the casino all casino machines got this like light on it <laughs> so it was like this little glow around him and something in my heart was just like this dude is different yeah like he's not just like different in like a a basic form of the definition but I was like there's something about him that just feels like he wants to grow yeah. and that's where I was at in my life too like I always joke about this with him. I'm like, look, if you and I didn't work out, I probably would have completely lowered my integrity as a woman for the rest of my life. And if you know what I mean by that, yeah. <laughs> like I was just saying, I told him, I was like, look, if you and I didn't work out, I probably was going to be old because I just couldn't, I didn't have any more in my capacity to love another individual and it to not work out. Yeah. And especially like what it took me to get to that point of like, I was absent for two, almost two years prior to dating him. And then I dated someone else and then it didn't work out. And after that, it was just kind of like, I don't need to be in a relationship at all. So I was so focused on myself yeah. that by the time him and I like got into that space of like actually talking about dating, I was kind of like, look, everything in me wants to say no, because yeah. I'm not dating another person and getting my heart broken again. Right. But there was something so different about him. I was like, you might be the person for me. Yeah. And if you ain't the person, I know that you are still my friend. Yeah. Because we've been friends for a while. And girl, I would say that I knew he was the one that night. But then I really knew he was the one for Valentine's Day. So, you know, his birthday is an early part of the Feb February. For Valentine's Day, this man walks in the house and he brings me a flower pot. I'm like, at first I was like, man, this dude is weird. <laughs> like, who brings a flower pot? And he, he kind of was like, you know, I wanted to be different. I wanted to give you something that, you know, flowers, you know, I don't want to give you flowers and candy. Like, I just wanted to be different. And I'm like, yeah, this dude is different. And then there was something in my gut that I was just like, Flowers die in a week. Yeah. You get somebody a plant because you have to nurture it. You have yes. to like tend to it over time. Yeah. And I'm like, for me at that point in my life, everything was so symbolic. You know what I mean? Yeah. And to me, that was like the biggest part of symbolism of our relationship that this man like really wanted to grow. Yeah. Like he didn't bring me some like cute flashy stuff. And it was funny that he chose a flower pot to symbolize like growth because I'm not even still now. I don't like cute stuff. Yeah. I feel like cute stuff was the kids. Like it's. It's just a bias of mine. No, so, I'm the same. How did you know Marcus was the one? Who? Um, Marcus, I don't remember like a specific day or 
anything like that. But I know that we got to the point about a year in our relationship Mm -hmm. um, and someone very close to him passed away. Mm -hmm. And I guess a little backstory to that is Marcus and I, from day one, were like, like I said earlier, we were like glue. Mm -hmm. Um, just as friends, like we just had a dope friendship. I'm talking stay up till three, four, five o'clock in the morning, just right. talking. Um, there, there had, there, we didn't need anything more than that. If he mm. was there and I was there and a conversation was there, mm-hmm. it was like all was right in the world. Mm-hmm. Um, and that, I think that was probably the first time because that was the first time I ever felt that. Mm. Um, but beyond that, um, so, like I said, someone close to him passed away. Someone, mm-hmm. um, who was really and truly like a brother to him, like right. literally like a brother. Yeah. Um, and Marcus just started to really display behaviors that just weren't in his character after mm-hmm. that. Mm-hmm. Um, and it was like, he tried to shut me down and like, no matter how much he tried to shut me down or like close me out, mm-hmm. I just, in my heart, I couldn't go anywhere. So you persisted. And it wasn't like, it wasn't like that, oh, I need to be with you. Like, mm-hmm. it was just like, yo, like, I need to be there for you. Yeah. And, like, me being me in my past, I'm like, oh, bro, you don't want to talk? Okay, peace. Mm-hmm. Bye. Mm-hmm, right. And it was like this time, like, my heart just wouldn't allow me to do that. Yeah. My heart was just like, he's hurting. So address that first. Mm-hmm. And then whatever follows, follows. Right. Um, And then... I think like the final solidifying moment for us was um, our relationship went through like some turmoil, if you will. Mm -hmm. And then I got pregnant with Eva. Mm -hmm. And at the time I got pregnant with Eva, I was already emotionally out of the relationship. Mm -hmm. I was just waiting for my physical exit. Okay. and then I got pregnant with Eva and this is not to say babies fix things because she didn't fix it, but she gave me the desire to fix it mm, because okay. I knew in my heart that I was walking away from something. I knew I was walking away from a place I was meant to be. Mm, okay. And that happens um, a lot in marriage. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I knew that like I was getting ready to just walk out of a place that in my heart, I knew I was supposed to be there, mm-hmm. but emotionally I was just done with it. Mm. And then she came along and I was like, no, like, I, I felt like almost like you said, like with symbolism, like I thought that was like God's way of being like, no, bro, that's where you're supposed to be at. Right. right like right. fix it, make right, it work. Right. Um, And we had a conversation and this is like the end all be all moment. Mm-hmm. We had a conversation where I sat, <clears throat> I sat down with him and I was like, I want us to talk like about everything yeah. like about i don't care we can talk about the sky being blue the mm-hmm. grass being green yeah um hell water being cold right. i don't care right, right but we need to talk yeah and within that conversation like it just like exploded and there was just so much emotion and so much like grief and gratitude and happiness but resentment and like Mm. just there was just like so many different emotions and I just feel like they all like bundled up and then exploded yeah and then at the end of the conversation 
my soul was clean. Wow. That's deep. And like his soul was clean. Like yeah. it was, there was no secret left. There was yeah. no stone left unturned. Yeah. And I was like, I want this for the rest of my life. Mm. And I feel like that's so, like that whole exit piece of what you're talking about. I feel like that is such a big part of marriage, but then also so is that like communication piece for you. Like my soul is clean and washed of everything that has been like dirtying it up for yep. the time being. Like that's, man. So then it, it sounds like that's what your journey was like, like getting to the marriage piece. What was it like in figuring out how to maintain that? I don't think that that was the journey of getting to marriage because you remember we still didn't get married until some time after. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, you were saying that that moment with e- like getting pregnant with Eva, that's what solidified that he was the one. That moment of getting pregnant with Eva was like what pushed me to stay. Oh, gotcha. Okay. But that okay. conversation where I truly felt like my soul had been cleansed and I was just clean and I was, I was right again. Mm, okay. Like, okay. Um, that was what showed me that he was the one. Gotcha. Okay. But um, to answer your question about the journey preparing for the marriage, um, I think it really started after that conversation mm-hmm. because by then we had known each other five years I think Mm -hmm. um and we had just really started over at that moment Mm -hmm. you know that conversation it was like it was like a I I hate to say a fresh start but that's Mm -hmm. what it was yeah um and so from there we were able to build towards a marriage we were able to openly start to communicate and digest things yeah um you know what i want what i don't want what mm. i like what i don't like um what i demand from you yeah and what do you demand from me yeah. and i feel like that was the point that we started being able to have those conversations and therefore that was what prepared us yeah to be married okay because we never did like the premarital counseling or anything like that yeah and at times i kind of wish we did because i think our our marriage could have gone a lot smoother in the mm. beginning had we mm-hmm. but i'm just thankful for the road that we've taken to always commit to each other right to work through it yeah that's real, so. real. what about y'all what was like your journey preparing Ooh. for the marriage Child. okay um all right we doing it Let's go. <laughs> so I feel like we both had individual journeys that we're we've both been very vocal with each other about what those journeys were like just into dating each other. Mm-hmm. And those journeys trickled over into us getting prepared for marriage as okay. well. Like so for me, I I was abstinent for two years prior to dating him. And then I dated another guy prior like so basically I was abstinent for two years and I dated one guy like one of those whole years of being abstinent. And I was like, oh, okay, like you stuck around like without, you know, any kind of like sexual action. So I can be in a relationship with you. And then like, it didn't work out like a whole month later of being in that relationship. That night, Tyrone and well, mainly like my friends, Alicia and Tiny, you know them, they were basically like, well, Michelle, like just got out of a relationship. We got to go cheer up. Truck came. And that whole night was just so much fun. And he basically, like that night, it was actually the first night he actually tried to talk to me. And I was just like, look, dude, 
I got so much respect for you. And I literally said this. So for y'all, for our listeners that have sensitive ears, I apologize for what I'm about to say. But I looked at him and I was just like, I will fuck your heart up right now with the condition that my mind is in. And I got too much respect for you to even do that. Yeah. That set the tone, I think, for how he received my style of communication. And then he then said to me was, I've known you for a really long time. And I just really want you to focus on everything about you. Do something for yourself. Do something that focuses on you. Like, take care of yourself. I had never had a man that wanted to date me say that to me. And I was just like, what? Can we? Can we? Can we uh, uh, let's talk about that. Girl, hold the phone. Yes. Because that. Yo. Like. <laughs> I got goosebumps over here. Like, (laughs) that is the dopest thing I think I've ever heard. Girl, that man said, take care of you. Like, do something. Do you for you. And I was like, hold on, wait. This is a man that want to date me because he already said that. Outwardly telling me to do something that he would receive no benefit of. Like, if I did this. Yeah. That's. What? What is that? Wow. And that built the, and I say, I say that backstory because that's what kind of like set the tone for just how we interacted with each other. Right. Yeah. I got back in the gym girl. I was like, get to it. Are you okay? Like when I tell you, it was like, I, I, I was just snatched in every way. <laughs> and basically like, as we started dating, things got really complicated. You know what I mean? Like it wasn't so bad, but we went through this time and phase in our relationship and our marriage. And this is also something we're pretty vocal about where we had problems with, you know, his ex. We had problem with me being insecure. We had, we had a lot of things that we were just diving into this relationship off of the strength of us, off of the strength of us, like rocking with each other yeah like you my dog you my homie i laugh so hard with you like you like how upfront i am you like how open and honest and authentic i am like these things that we said about each other so let's just let's just do it let's just be together right and see that's so dope because like the fact that y'all were that like boom Mm. immediately day one um I admire that. Marcus and I were not like that. <laughs> um, you know, the the first year, mm-hmm. I would say, of our relationship, like our actual relationship, mm-hmm. he spent just trying to win me over. Mm. But eventually you can only keep up a front for so long right right so then like the real marcus started to show through and mm-hmm. i was like uh, i don't know if i'm feeling you yeah and then you know i had just gotten out of not one but two serious relationships like back to back before that mm-hmm. and so i came in um i came in ready to throw it all out on the table because mm-hmm. i just wanted something to work right and so it really hurt me when I found out that that wasn't what I was receiving. Mm. So I just think it's like incredibly dope that y'all had that, if nothing else, from the beginning. We definitely did. And, it, you know, even with that, it didn't 
it didn't free us from having issues in our marriage or actually this wasn't even in our marriage. Like we were, I don't even know if we were engaged when we started having issues with his ex and we started having issues with my insecurities. Like I was an incredibly insecure person when we first started dating. So Same. And it, you know what I mean? And it's like, there are some things that I look back on and be like, girl, you are so not that person. Like you are, that's not, that's not your character. Like how could that have been brought out of you? But Honestly, knowing, looking at where I am now versus where I was, there are so many areas that I just hadn't healed as a woman. So when you're a woman that has these gaps in your soul, these gaps in your confidence, these gaps just all like infiltrated in every part of every layer of who you are, getting into a relationship. And I think with someone that you want to spend the rest of your life with, sometimes those little gaps just become exploited in those really tense issues. And like, even when we talk about the whole ex problem now, it wasn't even so much about him having an ex that he kept in contact with or that he, like he would like hide certain things about the relationship that he had with her from me. And it was more of a, I don't like what I think this could become. Yeah. Not because there were things that he was just flat out honest with me about. And it wasn't like a, it wasn't like a sexual thing. It was like a really more of an emotional, um, emotional battle that we had in our relationship about it. Yeah. And for me, when those issues started to hit the fan, the thought of what it could become is where my ex my insecurities were exploited completely. Yeah. Because it was flat out like, oh, were well, you doing all of this mess? Or not not like this serious like sexual cheating mess, but like this like emotional like hiding kind of piece. Yeah. That was hard for it, it was hard, not just for him as a person that was trying to like really show me like, hey, this is not that big of a deal. Like I, I, I stay in touch with my exes and it's nothing there yeah. to a person that like has these deep embedded insecurities to be like, nah, bro, I don't believe you. Yeah. And to start off like, nah, bro, I don't believe you. Like, he hadn't given me a reason to not believe him from the jump. Yeah. But I was just like, nah, bro, I don't believe you. And therefore, because I don't believe you, everything else that is exploited in my gaps right now is true for me. Yeah. So then we would have issues like with his family situation and how they interacted with me versus his ex and how they yeah. would bring her into our relationship versus like learning to love me for who I was yeah. without even like having an attachment to her. Yeah. As a person, as a, as a young woman that was so insecure in the beginning of our relationship, like though we started off with that, like, you know, knuckle to knuckle, like authentic, I'm gonna just say raw, like communication. Mm -hmm. There were so many things that because I hadn't healed. And he was like trying to like, no, 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 it really ain't that big of a deal. Like, yeah, it's not what you yeah. think. It's not what you think. And it's like, nah, it's exactly what it's I exactly think. what I think. All y'all talk like that. As soon as you say it's not what you think, it's everything that I think. Yeah. And because I had thought so much of like this big, deep yeah. stuff, it was like, oh, it's a wrap. And I don't even, I'm on a, I'm kind of on a tangent right now about it. But like, that was a part of our journey in preparing for marriage because shortly after that hit the fan, he lost grandma Nancy, like yeah. grandma Nancy passed away. And when I tell you that in the beginning of our, of our relationship, she was the only one that rooted for us. Yeah. Like not that everybody else was so vocally against our relationship, but she was the only one that would talk to us would like kick it with us. Like she, she wasn't like everybody's grandma, yeah. but she was our grandma. Yeah. Like she was the person that was like, she would call and check on me. Like she would call and talk to Tyrone. Like she was our biggest cheerleader. Yeah. And when she died, um, I was actually, I think I kind of skipped ahead of our story a bit. So 
that New Year's, um, after being being together, like officially together for about a year, he was like, I am going to marry you and I'm going to propose to you this year. And I was like, okay, bet. And this was at a New Year's Eve party. Three, four weeks later, I'm like, my body feels weird. Like, I don't, something, I would say this out loud, like, I feel like something is invading my body right now. And at first he was like, girl, are you, are you, are you off? Right. Are you crazy? Are you off? And I'm like, no, 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 no. Believe me. Like something is invading my body. A couple of weeks later, I took a pregnancy test and sure enough, I was pregnant with Titus. And he was like, well, thank God I told you that I was going to propose to you this year before you found out. Cause I know you and your insecurities or whatever, whatever it was that he said, he was like, knowing you and your ways, that's what he used to say. Knowing you and your ways, you probably would have thought that if I proposed to you now or any point after now, it would have only been because of Titus yeah. or at the time that we didn't have a name, but because of the baby. So we're basically, um, we're pregnant with Titus and then his grandma passes away. And that was just like a heavy blow into not just his world, like mainly his world because it was his grandma, right. but it was a heavy blow into mine because that was the only person that really rooted for our relationship yeah. and rooted for us to like love each other and be with each other and all yeah. that kind of stuff. And then like, as we're getting closer to this marriage, he, he proposed to me for his birth on his birthday. Like he, he framed it as this is my last time trying to be a kid. We went and got, got engaged at a freaking arcade, Yay. like classic truck. We got engaged there. And then from February, we got married in June. So imagine this planning a wedding for 200 something people being pregnant at the same time, still being in school, still working and deciding that from February until June is when we about to make all of this happen. Yes. There were so many things that came out that I know we probably do not have time to talk about on this podcast, but from those four months, so many things and so many issues came out from how our families felt about us being pregnant how our families felt about us so supposedly moving so fast because we did move fast and like after a year of being together then boom we pregnant yeah even if we did know each other for 10 years before it still didn't make sense to a lot of people yeah and just the way that we were still exploring my insecurities his way of handling things his yeah. decision making yeah. yeah so many things on that journey to marriage was just like oh exhausting by the time, girl, I still remember by the time we got married, I was just like, honestly, we could have just, we could have waited. I love you, but this is, this, this is, is intense. Yeah. yeah. It's funny that you mentioned insecurities because when I talked about my journey or our journey, I mm-hmm. should say, mm-hmm. um, to marriage or preparing for marriage, mm-hmm. I didn't even consider how big of a role my insecurities played in that. Girl. So my insecurities were like through the roof, like way more than they ever needed to be. Mm-hmm. Um, just a lot, and it did have a impact on our relationship, mm-hmm. and it wasn't a good impact. I mean, at times it just got downright ugly because of how insecure I was. Um, and there was something that you said about you know having holes yeah in yourself um because of those insecurities and it just kind of made me think about how incomplete i was on the journey to marriage Mm. and even after marriage girl and how hard it has been to work to become whole Mm -hmm. while serving as someone's wife and i say Mm -hmm. serving not like 
he's my master or anything like that yeah, but yeah. just embracing my role as a wife Girl. um and so when you said that it like really like it hit me like a ton of bricks because I was like yes like yeah. Matt you know I I wasn't there mm-hmm. and you know I think if I can teach Eva one thing mm-hmm. I hope that I can teach her to know who she is, mm-hmm. love who she is, and be confident in who she is mm-hmm. before she ever considers accepting anybody's ring. And that's real. But then, you know, also I want to tagline this piece here. I think as women, we're taught that being insecure is a bad thing. We are. We're taught that if you have insecurities, then you're not a complete woman. Yeah. We're taught that, you know, if you have these concerns about, I'm going to be, I use a cheap example and say, you have these concerns about how thin your hair is or yeah. something. I don't know. That was like just so random. That's the first thing that came to my mind. If you're taught to be that having an insecurity about anything on your body, such as having thin hair, is devastating. Yeah. What room do you have to heal or even like follow the path of acceptance of what these things could be true about you, could be not, could not be true about you, but also these things that you may, you may be able to change, but sometimes you can't change some of the things you're insecure about. You know, I think for me, at least it's come with that journey. And we're going to go back to Mm -hmm. a couple episodes ago. It's come with that journey of self-love girl. Um, Because now I've gotten to the point where I'm becoming so in love with who I am. That part. That I'm letting go of a lot of the things that aren't the way I want them to be or don't look the way I want them to be or things that I just, like you said, flat out can't change. Mm -hmm. Um, And so I think that's where the importance of self-love comes in. And I say that I want Eva to have that before she accepts the ring. But if I'm going to be 100% honest, Marcus played a large role in giving me that. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. You know, Marcus played a large role in just like telling me like, yo, you just have to love yourself. Mm -hmm. Like, like Mm -hmm. you just like, you know, and like, Almost like the why can't you see yourself the way I see you type right, thing, right. you know. Um, and I don't, I honestly don't know if I would have been able to make the strides that I've made mm-hmm. if I didn't have him behind me pushing me along the way. And you know, it's funny you say that because I still remember when we moved to Minnesota, we had got into it, and it, like when, so even though like some of these issues started before our marriage, they 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 lasted well into like the first maybe two years of our Ooh, marriage. Girl, you know don't what get I mean? me started because when you don't let when you don't, I'm gonna just say it when you don't let shit go, and then when shit keeps happening, it's kind of like well, what came first, the chicken or the egg? Right. And it's like, well, if you wouldn't have been lying about such and such, and he's like, well, if you wouldn't have been going through my phone, and they'd be like, first of all, I only went through your phone because I know you're lying. He's like, I only lying because I know you're going through my phone. Oh my god. <laughs> And it was bad. It was so bad. And it's like that those kind of things that we talk about in marriage is like, dude, there is. I remember looking at Tyrone. I'm like, what do you need to heal from with this girl? Yeah. Like I this was and I'm not trying to like put his business out there because that's, you know, that's for him. That's his story to tell. But for him, it was like there was a significant part of him that was still trying to heal from 
what happened in college. Yeah. And it wasn't even a like, and I'm I'm saying this like as a true perspective as his friend before his wife, it was more of a perspective that he needed to heal from the disappointment he had from the way that it happened. Yeah. And some in some ways, what he was struggling with with that also brought about what I was also struggling with in the way that I view my ex-relationships. Yeah. Yeah. And like, wow, we got a lot of stuff that we really didn't think about prior to coming to each other in this marriage and then using that space, that relationship and that friendship that we had was our way of saying, yo, like, how are you going to, how are what, what are you going to do about this insecurity? Yeah. What are you going to do about this gray space, this emotionally charged space that you're still working through? Yeah. And it was never a question of like, well, do you love me? If you're going, if you, if we going through this in our marriage, do you love me? It was more so like, whoa, were we ready to be together? Girl. Because if you pulling this out your hat and I'm pulling this out my hat and we keep like looking at stuff, we learned to call that. I don't want to say like those issues that came out, but we learned that our like the way that we stuck in the beginning was kind of born out of a trauma bond. Mm. Like when we first started dating, like for real dating, like getting to know each other. Like so the truck is always funny, yeah. but truck got he truck has some like real serious stuff on the other side of that funny wall, oh, absolutely, right? Yeah. And you know, because you're technically his cousin, but you're really my cousin. I'm your cousin. Okay, good, as long as you know. And on, on my like always happy go lucky, always nice, always kind. I had a lot of childhood stuff, deep-seated childhood stuff yeah. that, you know, he wasn't, he was like, Whoa, I didn't realize you was this emotional. Yeah. I was like, <laughs> gotcha. <laughs> And he was basically like, yo, like, I didn't realize this about you. And I'm like, well, I didn't realize this about you. And we had to, like, really, like, when we got together, it was like, dang, you done been through some effed up stuff. Oh, my gosh. And he was like, yeah, you've been through some effed up stuff. He was like, dang, that's messed up. All right, bet. We about to be together. Yeah. Because we'll know how to love each other from those things that we still hurting from, from back when we were six and got left on a porch and your mama forgot about you. Or back when you were 10 and you see your daddy and your mama fighting like yeah. all the time growing up. Yeah. And those kind of those kind of things that we were just like, well, we got to love each other. It became a trauma bond. Yeah. And yeah. until we had to like take a step back and be like, yo, thank you for like tending to my wounds. Thank you for loving me past what I shared with you about my history and my past. But I got to do this healing on my own because I don't want I don't want the strength in our marriage and our relationship to be built off of us taking care of each other from our wounds. And, you know, you saying that just kind of like reminds me of like I just told you and, you know, the listeners a few minutes ago, Marcus and I were together, Mm -hmm. but prior to you know, getting pregnant with Eva, I was emotionally out. Yeah. Yeah. And it's kind of the same as what you're saying is because I, I spent so much time expecting Mm. Marcus to fix me. Mm. Yep. Same. I spent so much time expecting Marcus to come and fix all my trauma. And I'm kind of even ashamed to say this, but it is what it is. I spent so much time expecting him to do, do, do for me. Mm -hmm. I didn't learn about a lot of my husband's traumas until after we were married. Mm. 
That's real. And it's disgusting to think about now that I was that selfish that I was just like tend to me heal me and then we get married and I'm like oh you have trauma too like oh dang I thought you was just happy and you know (laughs) it's funny because we were just we were at a friend's house last night Mm -hmm. and you know we were they're married and obviously we're married Mm -hmm. and we were having a conversation and you know I was telling them how I thought Marcus was like the silver spoon baby Mm. like I met Marcus and I'm like oh both your parents work wait they marry like in the same house y'all all live together like y- oh. y- y'all are a family say what tell me more <laughs> right <laughs> um and so like i thought he was like this silver spoon baby and yeah. i never realized until I w- i'm pretty sure we were married by the time i realized that he came with traumas of his own mm. um one thing that i think the thing that probably struck the most guilt through me was when I found out that before Marcus graduated high school, he was supposed to have lost both his parents. Mm. They both had cancer. Right. Um, And I was just like, when I found that out, it was like instant guilt mm. and like shock. Yeah. And like, yo, you've been through that? Like, you know, like, yeah. because at that time, I had never experienced anything close to losing either of my parents. Yeah. Um, and I was just like, whoa, you know? Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. so I think that, you know, kind of going off what you were saying about how y'all had built that trauma bond. Mm-hmm. I We never built a trauma bond because in the beginning, in my mind, it was all about me. Mm-hmm. I'm broken. I've had trauma somebody come and heal me yeah and although i know that marcus is my soulmate or my twin flame or whatever you want to call him Mm -hmm. at that time i couldn't help but thinking that that was why my previous two serious relationships Mm -hmm. didn't work but that's a topic for another day girl because you know we can keep going on that subject yeah (laughs) like for real so i think that if it's okay with you we should probably wrap this up before we get too far gone right right i agree and i think we should come back next week and keep discussing that journey of healing yeah i 100 percent agree with that all right so cousin you got a quote for us well I'm going to say that everything that glitters ain't gold. Ooh, child, ain't that the truth? (laughs) Thanks again for listening to Complex Perspectives. Please make sure you download and subscribe so that you never miss an episode. You can follow us on Instagram at complex.perspectives and like our Facebook page at Complex Perspectives. Also, we'd love to hear your perspective on today's episode or suggestions for future episodes. Share them with us at complexperspectives at gmail.com. Till next time.